2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on ninety-seven three the fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: The
3: workday is coming to an end. It is five o'clock. I will see you all
1: tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk. It is. Your hosts, Tony
4: Quinn Jr. Man, my dad used to come home with those double beef and cheddars with the barbecue sauce that they used to come with it. <laughs> douse it up. And Chris Ello.
2: Yow!
4: It's
3: time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes, yes. With plenty of nonsense
1: in between. Oh look!
3: Chris
4: starts right now on 97.3 The
5: Fan. All right, everybody. Well, hello to Sammy and Scraby. I feel like I'm yelling into the microphone. (laughs) It really doesn't fail that I am literally trying to do stuff as we go on the air every single day usually fussing with the cameras. And uh, we'll stop complaining about that as we go along. But thanks to everyone who's joining us here this afternoon. Uh, I'm here with Sammy Levitt. How are you, Sam? I am doing well, Matt
3: Scraby. I got to see firsthand uh, the chaos that goes on in here as we uh, switch shows and you get all the different streams and videos ready. Uh, It looks like we're Hi, everybody, on YouTube, yep. or wherever you Sam's might be watching there. from. Looks like we're up, so that's good, but good to be here. Wrap up uh, the Gwyn and Chris program for 2023 with you. So I'm excited. We've got four full hours, Sammy four and Scraby. Four
1: full hours. We uh,
3: we did this last year. Yes. Right after the winter meetings. It was Z- really fun. Yes, and we had a lot to talk about because the Padres had signed Xander Bogarts the day before. So we, we had tons to talk about phone calls All that good stuff. Not quite as much going on in Padre land right now, but I'll tell you what, the fans have been clamoring for Sammy and Scraby Part 2, and
5: my goodness, they're going to get it here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go! Woo! For all those people out there that wanted some Sammy and Scraby, appreciate you, because I do... Uh, It makes me feel good when someone wants you to do something instead of someone telling you to get off the air forever. We're also here with our guy, Frank Manikazi, as Tony would call him, also, (laughs) a.k.a. Italian Paul, a.k.a. Frank Marchese. What's up, Frank?
6: Doing good. How are you guys doing today?
3: I'm ready
5: to go. Now now we got to
3: we got to get Frank's camera working here, but maybe that's for the commercial break. Yes, Uh, yes. I'll I'll describe what Frank is wearing. Uh, He's got a very mood today. Yes, a red uh, button-down shirt. Yes, with crabs on them. They're very cool. I didn't
5: even notice. Yeah, crab- oh my gosh, they are crabs. So
3: whenever we get the video stream working, everybody across America will be able to see what uh, Frank is is wearing today. But
5: uh, I would say everybody here, Scrappy's in good spirits. I mean, I holiday agree. time, you know, and I'm wrapping ready. up the year. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for. I'm ready for some time off. I'm going up and seeing my sister and bringing the bringing Lucky with me to the mountains. So nice. Lucky's gonna love that. But uh, we do have to finish out today, and uh, we are. We going to talk about the Padres. They have offered a contract to someone. We'll get your thoughts, Sam, in just a second. We have Marcus McNeil, who's going to join us uh, during the show to talk about the NFL. We have a little bit of the Daily Gambit. And then at 340, we're going to do top news of 2023. So hopefully hopefully Sam remembers some of these things because these were the ones that I went through and saw and thought they were big enough to bring up and a couple of really stupid right. ones as well. Nice. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Then we got the big five coming up at 440. We also have, uh, before last week ended, we uh, Gwen and Chris and myself recorded a countdown on things that basically I didn't want to say New Year's resolutions was our countdown, but in the end that was the easiest way to describe it was New Year's resolutions. So we're going to play that for you at 540. Uh, Let's get into the Padres stuff because Sam, you were at the winter meetings. We talked to you last then. And so lots has happened in that time since you came back from Nashville, um, where let's just start here. Where do you think the Padres are in regards to building this team? Do you think that you're uh, let me rephrase that? Are you getting a little bit nervous that names are coming off the board and not necessarily going towards the Padres? What are your thoughts in the last couple of weeks? It's a great question. Um,
3: nervous. I don't know if that's the right word because, look, I, I think we all understand, um, that this offseason is going a little bit differently than what we've seen in the past, at least to this point, because I I do want to put that as the disclaimer that it is December 19th. There is a long way until spring training early mid-February, and a lot can happen between now and then. But here's the reality. The reality is, is that the Padres have not made a major league signing. They have traded away Juan Soto and Trent Grisham, and as of this moment, they need a left fielder, They need a center fielder. They need a DH. Mm -hmm. They need more starting pitching, and they probably need more relief help as well. So there's a lot to do, hypothetically, and this is something that we talked about here on this program when I was talking to you guys from Nashville. Hopefully, well, I I would hope the idea is that you would take the money that was saved from trading Soto, from trading Grisham, along with the the other money you have to spend this offseason, even if you wanted to stay at or around that $200 million number, and that is put towards getting what they need. Now, of course, there was some uh, reporting over the weekend uh, from Dennis Lynn that maybe that payroll number is even a little bit below what we expected than that two hundred million uh, number and how the the CBT number may play into all of this and the CBT tax and wanting to We com- talked
5: about it yesterday. It's very complicated. Yeah,
3: well, look, it, it, it's... This unfortunately, when you talk about payroll and CBT number and spreadsheets, it's not as fun as talking about hey, we just signed a guy who's going to hit two eighty and forty home runs. Okay, it's not as fun. The fun stuff is.
5: I actually think the contract stuff is kind of fun because it's all part of the game. It can be. It's a game within the game, and that's what I've come to appreciate over the years working on ninety seven three the fan and like paying being as close to baseball as I have been is that. There is as much importance on the offseason, if not more on the offseason for baseball than than a lot of other sports, because you just can't pick up guys here and there that are going to change a baseball team. You got to do that in the offseason. But we, we've we talked and uh, yesterday we were saying and Tony kind of alluded to it, but he thinks that they're going about it the right way by building with guys that are going to contribute, but they're not going to make a ton of money. And that's, I think, what A.J. Preller is trying to um, accomplish right now. And, yes, the cameras just went down, as as I saw. (laughs) At least, sure. As I
3: saw say It's okay. (laughs) We'll we'll figure it out. Um, Look, it it all is dependent on what happens in the next couple of months, up until spring training, up until opening day, and we see what the final – products with the final roster looks like heading into opening day and how AJ Preller if AJ Preller reallocates that money. Look, I think we all acknowledge at this point it's pretty unlikely that the Padres are going to make a major free agent splash, that they're going to even bring somebody back like a Blake Snell on a big contract. Actually,
5: co- uh, sorry to cut you off, but that was brought up well, yesterday. And with the CBT tax that the Padres are facing, they have to be under because they cannot go into a third year else so it's a 50% right. tax, which kind of takes them out of the Blake Snell runnings.
3: Yeah, and, and look, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I mean, I think we've all assumed all along that this would not be an off season where they would make a, a major splash, whether that was a snail. I mean, this, uh, you know, Yamamoto, I mean, he may end up making $350 million. Cody Bellinger is probably going to make well above $200 million. With that said, I do think, especially after the Soto trade and the money was freed up, that we all kind of assumed that meant they would be even more active in the free agent market one way or another to round out elements of this roster and and not just round it out, but Phil needs. They've got a lot of needs right now in that lineup, in the rotation and beyond. And look, you mentioned the word nervous. Um, Names are coming off the board and none of them have gone to San Diego. So I understand for fans out there and, and us in here that you're you might be scratching your head a little bit and saying, "Well, how is this all going to come together, and how are they going to fill these needs?" Because names are coming off the board, and that's that's I, I think a fair question right now. But again, what I would say is it's December nineteenth. Um, we know AJ Preller can get creative. There are plenty of names still out there, and we'll see. We'll see. I think we have to be a little bit patient and and understand that that a lot can happen between now. And the start of spring training, but also acknowledge that with the the payroll limitations and some of the reporting that's out there, it it may be a different situation this year where you head into spring training with whether it, it be back end of the road or center field, left field. You may have some young guys competing for spots a little bit earlier than anticipated. I think all those things are on the table right now. But let's see how things transpire in the next couple of months. But yes, um, there are a lot of question marks right now. I don't think this team, and I know this I've been rambling here, I've been that's no, you're I'm like, I'm not get you. And I'm listening. Together. I'm listening. I would say this. I don't think this team is super far away from being a postseason team in twenty twenty four, roster wise. I don't. I do think there are a lot of needs and a yeah. lot of question marks, and it is all about, all about how they fill those needs and that will tell a lot of the story and i think that story is not complete yet based on this off season on december 19th
5: yeah, I d- definitely. It's December 19th, as you said, and I need to chill out a little bit, but a lot of the big names have been signed, and now uh, the Padres have offered someone a contract, and it's Yuki Matsui. He is from Japan. He plays in the, uh, the um, what is it, the N? NPB. NPB, that's what I yes. thought it was NPL for a second. But anyway, he's 28 years old. He's got over 200 career saves in Japan. He pitched uh, to a 1.57 ERA and 72 strikeouts in 57 and a third innings last year. Uh, Baseball America says he projects to be a low- to mid-leverage reliever, handles both lefties and righties. And talking before the show, not just because he has over 200 career saves doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to be the Padres' closer.
3: No. Uh, look, from what I've read and what I've seen from uh, Matsui, it seems to me like he could be a high-leverage reliever. I don't know that he you know, profiles as a closer, just based on on what I've seen regarding the stuff, you know, 91 to 94 miles an hour with the fastball. Apparently he's got, you know, good off-speed stuff. He's got a, an interesting, uh, you know, arm angle, all that stuff, and, and obviously as a left-hander, it seems like he could very well be a high-leverage reliever. Whether he would be, you know, a closer, I think, is a totally different question. The good news for the Padres, if they do end up signing Matsui, is that, look, they need relievers, they need high-leverage arms, and, look, you could argue the best course of action for this bullpen is that Robert Suarez is slated to be your closer. And I think, look, when they signed him to the deal last offseason and made him a Padre for a number of years, it certainly seems like the plan based on the number, based on the money, was that the long-term plan for Robert Suarez in all likelihood would be to, to, to be this team's closer once Josh Hader left. And and I don't think that's a, a bad plan. Uh, Robert Suarez will have to prove himself in that role, something he's never done here in Major League Baseball. Does he have the stuff to do it? I think so. I think we've all seen that. I think we've all seen Robert Suarez uh be a, an extremely capable, uh, high-leverage arm in big situations. My goodness, how good he was in the 2022 postseason. But um, look, whether Matsui ends up being your 8th inning guy or your 7th inning guy or your closer, um, he seems to be a very talented arm from Japan and one that should excite you. And and look, I, I think like any uh, free agent signing from from overseas, um, look, it comes with expectations and then we see how they perform and how the, the game translates uh, uh, to uh, Major League Baseball from what they've done over in Japan. So uh, look, they need arms. I'm all for it. Talented arm, no doubt about that. Seems like uh, if they can get him a, a good signing no matter what bullpen role he ultimately
5: takes. Absolutely. They also acquired someone when they traded Scott Barlow to the Guardians, who for it's less of a hit on the CBT, but the Guardians took on Scott Barlow. So he's not necessarily a closer, but he's definitely going to be in that relieving core.
3: Yeah. And look, I will say this. uh, Eniel De Los Santos, the the pitcher of the Padres, got back from Cleveland very talented look at you, on.
5: just rattling that off like yeah. it was nothing well
3: and he, he used to be in the uh in the Padre system oh there you go um are. in fact I may have called some de los Santos games when he was in San Antonio back in the day I, I think maybe I did um <laughs> anyway uh San Antonio missions that is uh I forgot what I was saying what was you were talking, talking about, about um, oh right yes the uh, de Los Santos look uh Suarez, De Los Santos, if you sign Matsui, Tom Cosgrove, there are certainly other names as well. You've got Johnny Brito, uh, Randy Vasquez, could be bullpen arms, depending on how this all pans out over the course of the next couple of months. Um, you need arms, um, and you need bullpen help right now. I think that is one of the areas of need for the Padres. So um we'll see, you know, how it all pans out over the next couple of weeks. But I, I would have no problem whatsoever with with uh Yuki Matsui. Uh, getting signed here in San Diego and, and being somebody they can hopefully count on. No problem at all. I think it would be a nice move for AJ Preller.
5: Yeah, and I think AJ has proven that he can find these guys and they can be productive. Look at Hassan Kim. That's just the first one that comes to mind and he's he's done it before. He He's very familiar with that part of the world and their baseball and everything that goes along with it. So, he, hopefully he can pluck some uh, diamonds in the rough and c- them come over here and contribute. So. Well, look, I, and I think Matt
3: Sui's had a ton of success. Yeah, he's. In- Japan, kind right? of proven, and, so. and, and I'm sure I'm sure the Padres are not the only team that, that are, that's interested in that are, are pursuing him. So, it's
5: probably the Giants, too. They seem like everything the Padres want, the Giants want well, as well.
3: You know, look, I, I will say we were talking about the payroll, and I know we're kind of just rattling off Padres stuff here, but it's been a while since I've been on the station here yeah, in the studio. Yeah, keep going, Sam. Um, I will say this. When we talk about payroll and what that number ultimately will be, what I was encouraged with, I was encouraged by... Uh, the pursue of Lee, the, the outfielder from Korea, because it, it said to me the Padres are willing to spend some money here, right? now, they, they Not did, what the Giants Well, spent, no. Which, no. And which I think
5: is a weird contract. Well,
3: and I think industry-wide, and we've heard a lot of people talk about it, that's a much higher number than anybody really anticipated he would get. We'll see how it all pans out, and how I've said pans out like five times here. Uh, that's the
5: first time I've heard
3: it. We'll see how it all <laughs> plays out, and what kind of player Lee is, and if he's worth that that kind of contract. But the fact that the Padres were so in on him, I thought was a really good sign, Me regardless. Too. yeah, um, You know, the Seth Lugo situation was interesting, considering the reporting that the Padres offered him a four-year deal, which would have lowered the AAV, but they were in on him um, you know, I didn't have Michael Waka and Seth Lugo going to Kansas City what about on the Mike my...
5: Martinez going to Cincinnati. Well, that, that,
3: no, that one makes sense. It does. Since Cincinnati's a team on the rise, they need pitching, but I did not have Walker and Lugo no going to Kansas City. Both of them. Both of um, them, yeah. That's yeah. So Kansas
5: City's just taking in all the Padres people uh, yeah, and they're like, Let's make Padres Midwest over here. You know what they say about Kansas City. What do they say? It's the the San Diego of the Midwest. They do not say that, do they? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I've I've driven through Kansas City, but I've never actually like been there, so I have no idea. All right, that's Sam Levitt. I'm Matt Scraby. We have a full four hours for you. Again, like I said, uh, we're going to have some top news of 2023 later in the show. We're going to hear from Marcus McNeil. We're going to do the Big Five. We're just going to have a good old fun time. Frank Marchese along with us. I'll get the cameras under control. i got to
3: I... remember I'm on camera yes. at all times. I'm not you, used you to this. You don't
5: actually need to wave, but... Uh you know you can if you want that's actually very nice of you i should just be quiet and i should also just go to break here on
1: 973 the fan
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
0: you have 47 new voicemails
5: On 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Mossy Nissan. Unwrap Mossy Nissan's lowest advertised prices of the year during the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Get incredible lease deals and low APRs on new Nissans. But hurry, these offers won't be back in stock. Visit MossyNissan.com. Or a Mossy Nissan near you. It's Sammy and Scraby with Frank Marchese. As Tony said. I like uh, the way that rhymes. Sammy and Scraby and Marchese. There is a lot of rhyming in, in Sammy, that. Sammy, Scraby,
3: and Marchese.
5: Uh, Tony would say he's on the ones and twos right now. So thank you for that, Frank. He actually was the savior of the cameras in the last segment. Because the the reason the cameras went down. And by the way, you can watch us right now on YouTube. If you just go and type in 97.3 The Fan. Look for our live, th- our live stream. Also on X. And Facebook But the cameras went down Or my camera went down Because I uh, didn't bring my charger And the laptop died In the middle of the segment So Frank ran back and got it And I really appreciate that Because I know how angry it made uh, Brock Brock made a joke You know who Brock Brock is? Brock? Brock calls in all the time. He's probably called into your post-game show here and there. But Brock said, let's do a daily gambit, which is our sports betting segment, on when there will be no audio issues during a stream. Wow. So, Brock, I don't know. I was going to say something different. But do not be making fun of my audio issues. You know what's going to happen. I'm going to get angry. Do I sound like I'm really angry over here, guys? No. Convince yes, me? I definitely
3: do. I don't think I've actually ever seen you angry. Legitimately angry. Have, I, this is a great question for Frank Marchese. Frank, have you ever seen me legitimately angry?
5: Yes. Legitimately.
3: Yes, actually. Really? There's okay. been a couple of times. Oh, well, so okay. see, yeah,
5: I'm surprised you haven't seen me because I have meltdowns almost every day. I mean, not not legitimate angry meltdowns, but I, I have some moments of pressure s-
6: that get to me. Yeah, I've seen you frantic. I haven't seen frantic. you like mad.
5: Yeah, I don't necessarily get mad anymore because it doesn't really help me to figure out you know things. But anyway, I, I don't think I've actually seen you, Sam. Now that I think about, like, no, super angry. I, I don't. Re- I don't get real I angry. I have never seen like Chris actually angry before which is strange because he's angry at me every should single be day. Your,
3: maybe that should be your new goal in 2024.
5: Is to get him more angry? <laughs> You know, stay tuned at 540 because I have a little bit of a resolution about, okay, there you uh, about go. Chris and our countdown. Good old-fashioned
3: radio tease. Yes. Are we
5: doing a Daily Gambit today? We are going to talk about different okay. things. Uh, we're not going to make any bets because we won't review them till January 2nd, but we will talk about some of that. Right here though, uh, we haven't been able to, Sam, you haven't really talked about the Shohei Otani contract, the deferred money. And uh, Frank has an addition once uh, we get into this about what Tyler Glass now said. So We'll get to that in a second, but the Dodgers are obviously stacking up their chips. They're loaded. Uh, I necessarily don't think this means world series for them because they definitely don't have a good rotation right now. And Shohei Otani's just one guy and he's not going to pitch next year. So I know what the Dodgers are doing, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me as much as it may have in the past. Um.
3: Mm-hmm. A lot to chew on.
5: Yes. Well,
3: <laughs> what was that?
5: You said, let's have fun today. That was a dog.
3: I, I have a good dog bark, too, actually. Well, I'm not going to do it oh, on here. You can't just say that and then <laughs> no, not do it. No, no, no. no. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, Shohei Otani. Uh what do I think about Shohei? Look, he's terrific player, uh, one of the best players uh, to ever live, right? I think that's safe to say at this point. Um, it, it's a massive deal. Obviously, there was the initial shock of the $700 million number. But we learn later eh, it, it's kind of different than that, especially yeah. with all the deferred money and the way it's going to count against the CBT. And, look, I know there's been a lot of mixed – feelings on that idea of what the Dodgers did and how they've maneuvered with the CBT and, and, and the whole contract and and look to their credit. It is mighty creative and it will help them in putting a better team around Shohei Otani. Uh, with all that said, Scraby to your point, um, they have still a lot to do if, if if I'm you know running the LA Dodgers. I mean, they still need a lot of pitching. They need uh, a t- lot of pitching. Tyler Glass now, when healthy, is yeah. a Cy Young caliber pitcher, but that's the key word, is healthy. And he has not been fully healthy, you know, most seasons and has spent a lot of time on the IL. Um and look that that number of five years, 130 plus million for a guy that that has really struggled to stay on the field that's scary um but again if you can keep him healthy he is a front of the line starter no doubt about it they have a lot of work to do in their rotation uh you could argue up and down their lineup there's work to do but with all that said a trio at the top of your lineup of mookie Betts, freddie freeman and shohei otani for next season and, pretty good. and beyond yeah i mean it's it's It's, pretty good. it's scary. Um, Look, the Dodgers have built a reputation here. Where look, you have to believe they're going to continue buying and continue putting this roster together, and the Dodgers are going to be really, really, really good. Okay, that, that there's there's no way around it. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of work to do, and and uh, the Otani deal was was certainly uh, interesting. I, I always thought that was the team that's. Uh, there was all that traction to the blue Jays and then the the tracking of the flight and all of it <laughs> ended
5: up being uh what's his name Hershevik Robert Hershevik yeah Shark I mean Tank. look to me
3: the Dodgers always made so much sense uh for Otani and um we'll see over the course of the next decade um how he plays and the impact he has. And once he can pitch again, what that looks like and how long he'll do both. And if he can continue to do both at such a high level uh, for years and years to come, we're going to see, but there's no doubt having Shohei Otani, even just as a hitter, it makes the LA Dodgers that much better. So yeah, uh, I'm but... not
5: going to cry about the CBT thing, but I I would like because that was part of the rules and everybody agreed to it. Everybody knew they could do it. And Tony and I were talking about this yesterday because I get a lot of messages about well, why didn't Padres players do this so they could sign more more uh, other players? Number one, we don't know what the negotiations were like. Maybe the maybe the Padres did offer it and the players said that they didn't want it or or something. I we we just don't know what happened in those meetings and it's not. Necessarily a, a selfish thing for a player to not want to defer no, money. I,
1: look,
3: I, I think I, it's not the first time in baseball history that the concept of deferred money has happened. It happens all the time. The, the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla, okay, but they're only paying him like a million bucks well, a year.
5: Yes, yes. they're paying Shohei Ohtani like sixty-eight million dollars a year for like twelve years. Correct, but you for all, ten years. But
3: you also have to have a unique enough player to have the mindset to be willing to take that amount of deferred money. It's easy and, for him. Right. And it's push, easy. Yes, yes, it's absolutely easy. And look, I do think he deserves some credit for, for doing that and saying, I, I don't really care how much you give me right now. Go go use that money for other stuff, and I'll take it later. Um, if it, he was it, who- it a takes, it, takes, it takes both parties to have that mindset, and look, the Dodgers got lucky that— they, ha- they you know they found a player that was willing to do it, and it happens to be the player of a caliber of Otani.
5: I mean, when are we going to be talking about Shohei Otani as one of the uh, richest athletes on on earth? Because he just signed a seven hundred million dollar deal. He's going to get a ton of marketing deals as well. He's a worldwide superstar. Shohei Otani is like bigger than life right now. It's, it's pretty it's pretty insane to see where he was and where he is now. Yeah, we'll see. How the Padres were, were in out. on him back in the day, at least as far as I know trying to get him over yeah. here before the angels yeah but uh we will see I, yeah you know i don't i
3: don't want to talk any more dodgers i don't want people no to no mad no, at no. Me i was
5: uh, yeah i was moving uh what what did you say you don't, I don't want what? them to get mad at me oh no one's gonna get mad at you we're talking about the overall picture of baseball right now but <laughs> frank had a, if we'll go back to the dodgers for a second frank uh had an addition as to what tyler glass now said about the trade to the dodgers yeah, yes
6: we're not, not going to talk about the dodgers anymore but, but we're to going to back dodgers, to the dodgers with, yes So apparently Tyler Glass now had an interview. He said, uh, one of the comments, somebody asked him about playing with Otani. Uh, He said, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I've watched the Dodgers from afar for so long. And even like last year, the team was so good. And then I think when Shohei signed, it was like that immediate, like, yeah, I mean, I want to be on that team. Uh, Like, I just want to pick his brain, obviously, uh, and just like know what he's learned. I, there's too many likes in this. So <laughs> it's, so it's so in just, summary... I, want to, I want to be on the field with a guy like that. And I'm just extremely excited. He also made a comment basically that, yeah, Otani going to the Dodgers really made me want to go there. You got traded there. Yeah, I you don't think... didn't have a choice in that.
5: Yeah, I don't think that Otani was calling up the Rays front office and was like, <clears throat> hey, we need glass now. And you know what? If someone gives me five years and $130 million yeah. to move coast, and... To not know if I'm going to be injured that time, I, I'm I'm happy too coming to that team. When
6: he's when he's only pitched over 100 innings once in his career, yeah. that just so happened to be last
3: year. It, it look it's a perfect situation for him because for him, yes, because he got a brand new contract, they got a ton of money. He's from the LA area, so he's going home, yeah. and he gets to play on a team that that should contend for World Series titles, right? So. And I'm not, you know, Padres fans don't get mad at me, but reality is reality, and the doctors are a good but team. But I don't right? think he, so... I don't
5: think you're saying anything wrong. No, but at no. the same time, I'm, very, I'm like... very sensitive about people getting mad at me today. Yeah, I am too sometimes. But, but yes,
3: I, I, we, we all understand what what the reality is. And uh, look, it's a great situation for him. He gets a trade in the process. He got hundred thirty plus million in dollars. LA yeah, now he's from that area. I, be- I believe he grew up a Dodger fan. I think I heard that. So well, that's just you know, boo. it's it's a yeah, it's a great it's a great deal for him. And it is. Uh, you know, and we'll I, I believe. See, I'm not as cynical as Frank. I believe him in that. You know, you want to play with Otani. I'm with Frank. It's not
6: that it's not the fact that I'm cynical about him not wanting, of wanting to play with Otani. It's you were traded there. You did. It's not like you signed there as a free well, agent. You were. Sent yeah, but
5: we there. don't know what happened to, behind closed I, doors. But he
3: did have to sign the
6: extension in order for the trade. I, I understand that. But you were you were already there. Okay. You were already going to be I, there. I
3: understand what you're saying.
5: Frank out on tire Glass now. Didn't That's didn't realize fine. there was such a. There's such a hatred no, for him. There's
6: no hatred towards Glass now. It's just it's a stupid thing to say. You got <laughs> hey, traded. There's no it's hatred, like, but like that's stupid. Getting, it's like me getting traded to Seattle, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to play for Seattle. This whole no, I got traded there. I didn't sign there as a free agent.
5: Yeah, next time I get drafted to like Major League Baseball, and be like, yeah, exactly, yeah, and I'm happen. drafted. I'm drafted. You know, next year I think I'm going to enter. <laughs> I'm not even going to go where I was going to go. It's just going to be too silly. So you know,
3: by the time these uh, these uh, three and a half hours we have to go are over. Speaking of athletic achievements, maybe I'll tell you about my softball team from this fall. Okay,
5: well that is maybe what they're we're listening. Gonna be talking maybe about.
3: they're listening. Maybe some of my teammates are listening right now because okay. I, I
5: would say, I would say I had quite the season. Wow! <laughs> now this is an absolute <laughs> necessity that we have to talk about this uh, this. This great play, this Hall of Fame type softball play That's right. from Sam Levin. But I, I, th- I think I was kind of like kind of a, the the fire of the team, like an emotional leader. All right, I just found a spot for it. Three twenty. <laughs> We're talking about Sam's fire and emotional leadership. But when we get back on ninety-seven-three, the fans, Sammy and Scraby with Frank, we are going to talk to former left tackle of the San Diego Chargers, Marcus McNeil, and. It finally happened. He will talk about what he thinks about the Chargers firing Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, plus a little bit of Eagles talk, Patrick Mahomes talk, all that good stuff. Jets. You get back. Jets? Oh yeah. Sam has a re- we Sam Sam has a really good question planned for yes, this. I,
3: I asked Marcus
5: about the disaster of the New the York. Disaster. Jets. Just like a Jet fan would say. All right, more next on 97.3 The Fan.
0: Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
5: Sammy Scraby, Frank Marchese here on the final show of gwen and Chris in 2023. I'm Matt Scraby. We talked to Marcus McNeil a little bit earlier, and he, uh, we talked to him about the NFL and what's going on with some of those stories, including Brandon Staley being fired. So let's get to Marcus. And before the year closes out, we had to check in with our guy, NFL expert, former left tackle for the San Diego Chargers, Marcus McNeil, joined Sammy and Scraby today on 97.3 The Fan. Marcus, how are you doing today?
4: I, I'm I'm doing well, Scraves. It's almost Christmas, man. I'm I'm in the spirit right now.
5: Yeah. Did you get your gift
4: shopping done?
5: Are you a you know this is maybe something I don't know about you. Are you a shopping guy or does someone else take care of that for you?
4: No. You know what? I mean, it's so easy to shop now online. You know, True. I'm I'm a big Amazon and you know order offline type guy. And then if you go in the mall, I don't know if y'all pay attention. They never run out of stuff in the mall. So you know.
5: <laughs> Yes, they never run out of stuff at the mall. I tried to get a parking spot at the mall over last weekend, and I just gave up. I was like, I'm not – because there are some very serious people in that mall parking lot. Let me tell you, you can
4: get into fights easy. That's why I need Marcus oh, with me. Come on, man. I I've I seen some bad things happen over a parking space. <laughs> That's true. All
5: right. <laughs> We have to get to it. I was trying to stall so you felt a little bit better about this, but your Chargers, they finally did it. They cleared house after a 63-21 loss to the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. This game was over before it started, honestly, but what kind of direction do you think the Chargers need to go from here? I'm hearing rumors of Bill Belichick. I'm hearing rumors of uh, some other offensive coaches, but where do you think they should go?
4: Oh, man. I mean, I think that they need a coach that can win over the locker room. You know, and Bill Belichick, I'm not going to lie, he hasn't been my favorite coach. Of course, all the battles we had against the Patriots, I just (laughs) have a a bad taste in my mouth with him. But uh, to be honest, the way he runs a a, a locker room and demands greatness from his players, like – I think that's something that could be an uplift for the Chargers. But will it happen? Uh, I'm not sure. That's that's a stretch at the best. I mean, he still has to get fired by the Patriots. Yeah. But they need somebody to kind of round that locker room up and uh, be a players coach.
3: Marcus, let's stay on the Chargers for a second. Obviously, they have a quarterback that's extremely talented in Justin Herbert. What level of attractiveness do you think this job will have around the league really because of the quarterback they have?
4: Oh, man, if you bring in, in, in an offensive-minded coach, you know, uh, somebody who's not scared to spread that thing around, uh, you got your guy right there. I mean, yeah. he, he can sling that ball all over the field, and that has to be exciting for coaches. Uh, I know Staley was more of a defensive-minded coach, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of brought in an offensive-minded coach that can kind of help out that, that star-studded defense with uh, keeping that offense mm-hmm. on the field a little bit longer.
5: Oh, man, that star-studded defense with that defensive-minded ex-head coach that they had didn't look too good this year, but I think that they'll look a lot better next year. He was just – we talked about it last Friday. He was in over his head and now they, they move forward. I'm not going to gloat, though, Marcus, about my 49ers looking unstoppable right now, but I'll just play this real quick. Bang, bang, Niner gang, And then I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love that. I knew you'd love that, Marcus. Uh, the, let's talk about the Eagles, though, because at the beginning of the year, halfway through the year, I thought that was the, the way th- to the Super Bowl was through either the 49ers or the Eagles or both those guys are going to play each other. But – Uh, They've lost three in a row. I'm not going to count them out, but after the game last night, Jalen Hurts said the team wasn't committed enough. So do you think the Eagles can rebound from this
4: late-season struggle? Uh, Definitely. If anybody can rebound from a late-season struggle, it will be the Eagles. You know, they have a lot of grit and determination on that team. Uh, They got a great defensive and offensive line, so you always want to own the trenches. And like I said before, it doesn't hurt when you're – your quarterback and squat the world. I mean that that has to help you out. But uh, if you squat look at the, the schedule,
5: world, yes, he does.
4: If, if you look at that schedule, they they've been on a little bit of a gauntlet, and you know sometimes teams just end up with a tough schedule. You know, and and, and they're in the middle of it right now. They played a hard game against the Seahawks last night, but no, it's hard to win with the 12 man on your back with in Seattle.
3: Yeah, uh, certainly will be interesting to see how the Eagles respond, how they bounce back. We're talking with Marcus McNeil right now on 97-3. The fan, little Sammy and Scraby for you on this Tuesday. Uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because Marcus, this has been a very different Cowboy team at home versus how they play on the road. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting there Sunday getting ready for what i hoped would have been a, a great game bills cowboys in buffalo and it was anything but the bills beat them up uh what is the level of concern right now with the cowboys and and really the the inconsistency they continue to show
4: i mean the cowboys are who they are like they play great at home But they have tough times on the road. I mean, it doesn't help when you're in Buffalo and it's probably minus six degrees up there, (laughs) you know. (laughs) all. That's always tough going from Dallas to, you know, Buffalo. But – I mean, I think you saw the way that you have to go at the Cowboys. You have to be able to run the ball at them, you know what I'm saying, and not be scared of that defensive front they got and take away those edge rushers. And and that's what the Bills did yesterday. They mixed it up a little bit, Cook looked good out of the backfield and catching the ball. He had over 200 yards. So, I mean, to be honest, nobody really wants to face the Bills. And I think we saw that chink in the Cowboys' armor yesterday, I mean, Sunday.
5: Yeah, I'm not sad about that whatsoever. (laughs) I don't want to face the Cowboys in the playoffs. I do not want to face it, which, by the way, I've been playing Madden. I've been telling people I've been playing Madden. But last night, some little kid, it was 49ers-Cowboys online, and this kid put in Trey Lance instead of Dak Prescott, and Trey Lance beat me, and that just crushed my soul because obviously Trey Lance was (laughs) the 49ers uh, big-time draft pick they traded has nothing to do with the conversation that we have going on here with Marcus McNeil, but uh, I'll move forward and talk about Patrick Mahomes, Marcus. he He's lost his cool a couple times in back-to-back weeks, and I know he's a big-time competitor, but this is a new level of competitor, and I kind of like it. You know that I like my quarterback to be slightly unhinged at times, and I think this fits Patrick Mahomes well. Do you like this for Patrick Mahomes?
4: Oh, man, I think a little bit of frustration is coming out. I mean, he's been the golden boy since he got into the league. So to see him a little frustrated, a little unraveled, you know, I I like to switch up a little bit. You know, I like to switch up. That fire can definitely help out his team some. uh, And they're going to need it going into the playoffs. They they haven't looked like the Chiefs of old where they're just running through teams and scoring a bunches. But uh, when your quarterback is fired up, it, it has a tendency to fire your team up as well. Uh,
5: yeah, especially when it's so out of character. But just to follow up on that, Kadarius Tony, like, he drops a lot of passes. Obviously, he was had the offensive offsides last week or two weeks ago. I mean, if you're Patrick Mahomes, are you trusting him at all at this point in the year?
4: I'm definitely – I mean, you got to – they run and gun so much – I might throw the ball to him, but we we know who they're 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 leaning on. You know they they're trying to find a way to to bring in another player, like get Tony to step up, so that, that hopefully you know they can get people off of Kelsey. And, and that's that's Patrick Mahomes, guys, kind of like Rivers and Gates, like yeah. they want and need each other. So you got to find out other outlets, other players on that offense that can kind of. You know, demand some sort of coverage so that you can't have three people sitting over the top of Travis Kelce.
3: Marcus, I'm a baseball guy, so I'm going to throw you a little bit of a, a curveball here oh, because exactly. I, I know. Okay. I, okay. Well, I know I, I'm from New York originally. Okay, now here in Southern California on the West Coast, I am a Jets guy, and oh, it has been it. And they don't I, don't. I know they don't do a lot of. <laughs> I, I, I know they don't do a lot of talking about the Jets in all likelihood on this show on a on a normal oh, day. No, we do. Okay.
4: It, oh, mean, we this, talk bad about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. this, I mean,
3: look, <laughs> this, this has been a disaster. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's been a disaster from the Rodgers injury. This is a team that has a lot of talent that did not have the quarterback play. you got Robert Sala. You've got Joe Douglas. Uh, if you're the owner of that team, what, what are you doing with this team, with Sala, with Douglas, and, and how are you moving forward with this Jets franchise right now?
4: I mean, you, you can't really, like, uh just, just burn the whole house down yet. You know, the Jets, I mean, they, they took a big play last year when they picked up Aaron Rodgers, and he was yeah. supposed to be the cornerstone of that offense. So uh, until you actually give Aaron Rodgers the reins to that offense – see what they look like because they have a lights-out defense. I absolutely love Sauce Carter and mm-hmm. Quinn Williams on that defense. You know, they have a defense. You just want to see them be able to actually get that offensive going. I'll I, be honest. I would have wanted to see a little bit more Dalvin Cook this year. You know, yeah. uh, uh, he, he was coming off a shoulder injury, but that's kind of, you know, not like a team to have a, a four-time Pro Bowler come onto your team and then be fighting for touches. Now, uh, hands down they have a great running back already but uh if you have a guy of that caliber I, i'm just finding ways to put him in the office especially when i lose uh aaron rogers yeah yeah it's
5: very strange uh chris if he was here he would just blame it all on nathaniel hackett so <laughs> that's exactly what he would do. i
3: should have put hackett in in that he, same conversation okay. with okay. Sal i was Douglas sparing
5: him and... because he, he comes up a lot on this show and it's not in a good but, uh, way you know
3: I, i'm marcus i'm with you i would love to see Aaron Rodgers. What does this look like next year? You know, even if it's with Hackett, with the same coaching staff, everybody's back. I, I agree with you. You got to see what it looks like next year, and and hope uh, hope it goes well. I suppose,
4: Marcus. There's not a lot of
3: hope for for us Jets fans. They're just yeah, is. yeah. It, yeah is I mean, is. You,
4: believe me, I'm a Chargers guy. Uh, you know. <laughs> i'm in the same boat right now it's like what happened like we were talking about super bowl a bust in the preseason and, yeah that is now, true. Looking, yeah. now they're planning their vacation already yeah, yeah in, new york, guys, in, in new york first, in new
3: york that's the first in new york that's the first sign of trouble super bowl talk
5: yes super bowl <laughs> okay. talk is when they start going yeah. downhill <laughs> all right marcus thanks so much for joining us today and thank you so much for doing what you've done all year long in the nfl or covering the nfl with us like i know the guys really appreciate it we're gonna be talking to you during the playoffs, but thank you again for all the time you've given us and our listeners this year.
4: Oh, man, no problems, Craze, man. Y'all have a Merry Christmas, everybody out there in San Diego, man. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. I
5: was Marcus McNeil, our in house left tackle of the Gwyn and Chris program, as Chris would say here on 97.3 The fan Sammy and Scraby with Frank Marchese He's finishing out the year of Gwyn and Chris strong today. We still have a countdown to go a little bit later in the show. But uh, I do have some news. And uh, after the break, we are going to talk a little bit about some betting news as well. But could Blake Snell be heading back to Southern California?
2: Ooh, I'm going to leave you with that. Sunny
5: SoCal. The answer on the other side on 97.3 The Fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?